You know, this year's, uh, we've already had a prophetic word from Ron Campbell, and basically he said this was going to be the year of a double portion. So y'all receive a double portion? Uh, Betty Jones said this is a year of increase. Y'all receive increase? And uh, the Lord gave me this message for the next few weeks. I don't know how long it will be, just about being about the more. And see, we can have double portion, and we can have increase, and we can have more of all the bad stuff, but... We're not looking for that. I don't want more weight. I'm not, I'm not going to speak in the more. Or I'm not going to speak an in increase in my weight. Uh, you know, I don't want more debt. Anybody want more debt? Uh, I don't want more debt. Anybody want less, you know, uh, more troubles and more tribulation? I don't. So we're speaking the more in a positive way, okay? We're speaking the more that God has for each and every one of us. You know, I was looking it up, uh, looking up on the Internet uh, what people wanted more of. This is just a worldly uh, uh, survey. And there are several that have been done about what people want more of. And so I'm going to give you the top 10. Uh, this is pretty much standard through all of the surveys, uh, what people want more of. And so as we move into this, two, this new year of 2022, I want you to consider as we are going through these, uh, what do you want more of? What do you want more of? Because if you don't want more of God, all these other things are just things. They're just feelings. They're just emotions. They're just material things. So if you're going after the more, then I'm going to suggest to you, you have to go after God first. You have to empty yourself of you first because God is the God of more. Y'all know that, don't you? Scripture after scripture after scripture, he talks about the more, uh, the more abundant life that he's going to give you more than you can ask or imagine. He's the God of more. Say he's the God of more. But now here's what the world wants, and uh, you can kind of think if you have an idea what these are, but number 10 is passion. Say passion. passion. The world wants more passion. People want more passion. Number nine is stability. Say stability. How many want stability in your life? See, all these things are good things. They're not bad things. The Number eight is confidence. Anybody lack confidence? Listen, all these things are going to be wrapped up in God. You understand that? Then number seven is fulfillment. How many want to be fulfilled in your life? There's a challenge of going before each one of these that you see. There's going to be a challenge here for you in 2022. Do you want to be fulfilled? The only way you can be fulfilled is in Christ. Number six is balance. I'm not talking about if you're a gymnast I'm or if you're, if you're in sports. I'm talking about balance in your life, boundaries in your life. Some of you are going to have to, I mean, this, as we move into this new season of our life, we're going to have to learn how to balance things and how to, how to uh, set boundaries in your life so that you can be more efficient in the kingdom living. Number uh, five is what we talked about this morning, what uh, Sister Belinda did. Say joy. joy. The joy and happiness are not the same thing. Number, number four is? Peace. Say peace. Many are sounding like peace. Peace. How many of you want more peace? Woo, yeah, everybody wants more peace. Number three is uh, kind of our namesake here. More, more what? Freedom. There you go. And number two, guess what number two? Don't, it's money. It's already up there. Number two is money. And number one is what? Happiness. More people want, how many of you want to be happy? You know, if you're super spiritual, oh, I don't want to be happy. Yeah, listen, I want to be happy. Stephanie, you want to be happy? Okay, you want to be happy? Joe, you want to be happy? Anybody here that doesn't want to be happy? Who's, who's the one that want to be sad? 
I want who's, who's the people that put number one? I want to be sad this year. Nobody wants to be sad. We want to be happy. And, and, and as Belinda was sharing this, joy and happiness aren't the same thing, but they're associated. And here's the thing about happiness. Happiness, some, sometimes, and we always say this, I learned this a long time ago, happiness depends on happenings. But I want us to see it in a different way this morning because God is a God of happenings. He's God even in your happenings. So God can actually change your mind and your attitude even if you're going through the bad happenings so you can still be happy. So you can still have that emotional, that, that feeling, because happiness is basically a feeling, isn't it? Look at your neighbor and say, happiness is a feeling. <laughs> happiness is to know the Savior living a life within his favor. Y'all know that old song? It's way back. Happiness is the Lord. Or how about that? <laughs> Don't worry. Be happy. Yeah. Don't worry. Be happy. So God, it's okay to be happy. Now, this is family Sunday. How many little kids do we have here today? This is a family sur- this is a fam- a survey of little kids. Okay? I think this is kind of cool because we have kids in here this morning. They're all kind of saying what they thought. Here's the top, things, top ten things that children want out of their parents. Ooh. You'd be surprised. Here's the top thing. Number one is, I'm going to go one to ten. The number one thing that children want from their parents is to come to their bedroom at night, tuck them in, and sing them a song, and also tell them stories about when you were little. (sighs) Amen. Number two is give me hugs and kisses and sit and talk with me privately. Number three is spend quality time just with me, not with my brothers and sisters around. They want their me time. Number four is to give me nutritious food so I can grow up healthy. My kids never ask for that. I promise you that. It must be a new thing. Number, number five, at dinner, talk about what we could do together on the weekend. Together. Say together. Yes. At, number six, at night, talk to me about anything. Love, school, family, etc. Just talk. Number seven, let me play outside a lot. I didn't know kids even asked to play outside anymore. I thought they would say, let me have the TV in my, you know, my video game. Number eight. I like this one. Cuddle under a blanket and watch our favorite TV show together. Number nine. And my kids never asked for this one either. Discipline me. It makes me feel like you care. I don't know who made up this survey, but I, when they were not asking my kids. And number ten, leave special messages in my desk or my lunch bag. They didn't mention money at all. But you see, all these things kind of can, can be tied spiritually of uh, intimacy with God. When you, God wants me time with us. God wants to spend time with us. He, he, he disciplines us because he cares about us. He wants to have that, he wants to have that time alone with you. And so many times we get so busy with all the distractions. You know, and I, again, I said some people don't come on Sunday, uh, on family Sunday because of the distractions of the children. And listen, God's given you, they're, they're your gifts. Say my kids are a gift. Put your hand on your kid right now and say, he's a, he's a gift. She's a gift. They're gifts from God. You're talking about Christmas? You want to talk about gifts? God has given you these incredible gifts in your children. So today we're going to be looking at the number one thing people want, and it's called happiness. You know, even 
We started out the new year. What did y'all, what did y'all shout at midnight if you were still awake? Happy New Year. Right? So apparently somebody decided that starting the new year, we should start out happy. Because we know during the year it's going to get sadder and sadder and sadder, right? At the end of the year, you're like, give me another new year so I can be happy again. You know? So we start out with the happy, that, that feeling, that emotion. And you know what? When you start out the new year, you're thinking, all the things that I did bad, I can start over. All the, all the regrets, they're the past. You know, God says, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We look at the new year with all this great expectation, and then trouble comes, and situations comes, and trials come, and all of a sudden you're like, I can't wait till this year's over so it can get to 2023 so I can be happy again. But God didn't design us that way. He didn't design us to be happy on certain occasions. And then all of a sudden, we just can go on that downhill spiral. And all the things, the cares of life come in. And all of a sudden, we end up depressed and dysfunctional. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to live a life of joy. He wants us to live a life of peace. So if you have your Bibles, turn to uh, 2 Corinthians. We're going to be looking at a few scriptures. This is really, and I'm honest, this is going to be a short sermon this morning. It needs to be because we've already to to 1122 uh okay second corinthians 4 uh, that song stay i wanted that song because it spoke to to me and it's i believe it speaks to you but we've got we found this treasure okay i want to start out with treasure but, but we have this treasure say treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of god and not of us paul paul is saying there's this treasure within us say treasure in me Every one of you have a treasure in you. The treasure, you can, you can try to figure out what he's talking about here with treasure, but I think it encompasses God. It's God the Father, God the Son, the God the Holy Spirit. To me, it speaks of God the Word when he's speaking about this treasure that we carry. My wife always says, if we can just recognize, if we could come somehow figure out what we're carrying and who we're carrying, we would live a life that's different than we live because we carry this precious treasure how many of you, when you're driving with your kids, you drive a little bit safer than when you're driving by yourself? Come on, dad. Uh, I see. Yeah, when, you're, when you're a dad and you're by yourself, you like, you know, see somebody and they're, they're you know, you're going to just drive a little faster. Your foot gets a little heavier. But when you've got children on board, you know, you're like, oh, because I've got this treasure with me. Take care of this treasure. When we, when we send our kids off, said, take care of that treasure. We, got, we have this trip, but we have this treasure that we carry called the Holy Spirit. But, and I believe he's speaking more of the Holy Spirit because he says of the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So when we first start out on this journey of life, we need to recognize, especially as Christians, that we carry this treasure of God within us. Father, Son, Word, Holy Spirit, however you want to say it, He lives in us. So that helps us to walk through the things that we walk through. Because that's what Paul is going to share with you now. The, he goes, he says in verse uh, in Romans eight thirty seven. Yet in all these things we are what more than conquerors through Him who loved us. We have this treasure that gives us the more, and He is the conqueror, and He lives through us. Amen. Okay, verse eight. We are hard pressed. This is Paul talking about his life. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Uh, Brother Ed was talking about the death in the, in the life of Jesus Christ. And I'll explain this in a second. He says, for we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh, 
So then death is working in us, but life in you. The second thing is that we go through tests. Say test. See, true happiness, you will never understand true happiness until you understand sorrow. Y'all understand that? You, you, how would you know what it's like to be happy if you didn't know what it's like to be sad? Or if you're going through some tests and some trials. See, Paul was saying, we've gone through some tests. We've gone through some trials. We've been perplexed. We've been beaten. I've been, he's been thrown in prison. He's been in shipwrecks. He tells all these things that he's been through. He says, but I'm not giving up. Because I know who my Savior, I know my treasure, I know the treasure that I have within me. And so we have, when we go through the trials, when we go through the tribulations, listen, you can go through them and you can say, why me, God? God, I, I'm giving up on you. God, why have you given up on me? You can make the worst of every situation in your life if you want to. You can, or, or you can say, like James says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Let those things in your life that you think are horrible be lessons for you to grow in patience, to grow even in joy, to even into happiness. How many of you want to hang around unhappy people? How many of you know people that they're going through stuff and you wouldn't even know they're going through stuff because their countenance is always, God bless you, isn't God good? God is a good, good father. You hear that coming out of their voice and you find out later on, did you know what happened to so-and-so? No, I couldn't tell because they're always praising God. It seems like they've got it all together. But that's who God says we are because he lives in us. And he gives us the power, say the power, to live through these circumstances, not down in the dumps, but up praising God. So when we walk, listen, how many of you know you're going to run through some things this year in 2022? If God gives us another day, if he gives us another day, we are going to walk through some things, the cares of the life. All these things are going to happen and you're going to have a choice of how you're going to handle these things. Are you going to handle them and count it all joy? Or are you going to walk through things sad and depressed and discouraged? See, Paul was saying, you know, the Corinthian, the Corinthian church was they were, they were like upset with Paul. You know why? Because they said, well, if this is the if this is the prosperous, joyful Christian life, why is all this stuff happening to you? He said, listen, we have to go through some things. I have to understand the dying of Jesus Christ before I can stand, understand the life in Christ. See, we don't understand that. We don't understand persecution. We don't understand the trials like it, that the, the Apostle Paul went through and all those early believers, all those disciples. We don't understand what it's like to be waiting to have our head cut off of us and say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And yet he was walking through some things and he's just giving us examples. He says, I'm, I've been through some stuff. I've been perplexed. I've been, I've been beaten. You know, he is left for dead one time. He was beaten so badly, he's left for dead. And you know what he did? He got up, God healed, and he walked back into the town to start preaching again. Man, you talk, about, you talk about having the joy of the Lord as his strength. The countenance of God on him. Verse 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith. Woo! We have the same spirit of faith. Same spirit that Paul had. He, he didn't have anything on us, guys. Same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise, up, uh, raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. The, the thing that God has just resonated, he spoke to me over and over. started last year when I started speaking about gratitude was thanksgiving. 
being thankful, being grateful, being, having an attitude of gratitude, how far that goes in the kingdom of God to keeping us in that place of peace, that place of joy, that walk of happiness, is because, it's, it's because we have to, he's put within our heart to be thankful. And so many of us aren't thankful. God gave me this word. I shared it, it, I shared it in New Year's Eve, but it says this. I, I, he showed me this. I'm convinced that we will never be happy with the more until we are grateful for the less. I'm convinced that we will never be happy with the more. Oh, I want a bigger car. I want a bigger house. I want more clothes. I want more money. I want more kids. I want more, 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 and more. But I'm not thankful for what I already have. So you're not going to be thankful and grateful for what he gives you on top of that. Some of us, you, you, you're, you don't even know what you want, but you want something else. You want something more. And God says, are you grateful for the roof over your head? Are you grateful for that car that starts most all the time? Are you grateful for that job, even though it's minimum wage? Are you grateful for that? Are you grateful for your spouse? Are you grateful for your kids? And if you're not grateful for them, why would, it, why would he want to give you more to be ungrateful for? And I think we've got to get back to that place of being grateful. Listen, listen to what Paul says in Philippians 4. This is the message. I love how this is put. You'll find a verse in there that's very familiar, but it won't sound quite the same, all right? Philippians 4, 10 through 14. Paul says, I'm glad in God for happier, far happier than you would ever guess. Happy that you're again showing such strong concern for me. He's talking about the church at Philippi. Not that you ever quit praying and thinking about me. You just had no chance to show it. Actually, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. Woo! I've learned by now to be quite content, whatever my circumstances. Oh, that hurts, doesn't it, sometimes? I'm just as happy with little as with much, with much as with little. I found the recipe, recipe for being happy, whether full or hungry, hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. That's that verse. I don't mean that your help didn't mean a lot to me. It did. It was a beautiful thing that you came alongside me in my troubles. But he's saying, listen, if you want to be happy, you've got to be content with what you have. That means that mean you have to settle for what you have, but you have to be content. And then God is going to, listen, if, if you're faithful with a little, guess what he'll do? He'll give you much. And that, that covers us a whole gamut of things. If you're faithful with your giving, if you're faithful with, with your stewardship, if you're faithful with your time, if you're faithful with your children, if you're faithful at your job, listen, Christians should be the best employees in the world. Should be robbing from your boss and taking time off when you don't need to take time off or, or taking something that doesn't belong to you at the job. We should be the best employees. We should be the exemplary employees. But you don't know my boss. I don't care who your boss is. If he's your authority, you need to submit to authority. People love to hear that, don't they? But you don't know him. You don't know her. You don't know that corporation. Well, listen, God put you there for a reason. He put you there for a reason for such a time as this. You will never be happy if you're more focused on what you don't have than what you do have. How many of you know people that are always wanting something else? And they're always focusing on something else because they don't like what they got. And they're whining and complaining about what they got. And you just kind of go, oh, wow. I know people that would, would just give anything to have what you have. You live like a king. I don't care what you live at in here. Just go across the board and you'll find that we all, we all live like kings here. We all live like kings here. Even the, even the Ten Commandments say in Exodus 20, 17, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, 
nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his motorcycle, or his Lexus, or his <laughs> swimming pool. Oh, I didn't say that. Nor his ox. My neighbor had an ox, and I just... <laughs> nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Why do you think God put that in there as one of the ten, top ten? Top ten commandments? He put it in there because he said, quit trying to get somebody else's stuff. Be thankful what you have. So I say be thankful. And the last thing is in verse 16. Therefore we do not lose heart even though our outward man is perishing. That means, guess what? We're all dying. This flesh wasn't... It, actually it was made... But Adam and Eve was made to last forever and they messed that up. So God had a different, another plan so that when these bodies waste away and we go away, then we go up and we become new again. He says, therefore, do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. So your outward man can be, whew, not good. Inward man can be renewed day by day. How do, you, how do you renew your minds, church? By the word of God. By the word of God. For our light affliction. Say light affliction. Now, what was his light affliction? Prison. Prison. Beatings. Jail. Uh, shipwreck, uh, cur being cursed and chased. and Okay, that was his light affliction. Light affliction, okay. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at things that which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen. Say the word temporary. Say temporary. What are you going through this morning? Look at your neighbor and say, whatever you're going through is temporary. And look at your other neighbor and say, whatever you're going through this morning is, is just temporary. Heads go over. It's just so fun to watch that because you don't know. They're turning while you're turning and they're looking that way and you're looking at them. So you turn the other person and they're looking the other way. It's just kind of funny. It's temporary. Yeah, it's just temporary. Temporary confusion. <laughs> this too shall pass. But pastor, you don't know it's been this temporary's lasted a year or two or three. He didn't say how long temporary was. We, we put a label on temporary. We put, we put God in a time constraint. You know, have you ever, you ever watched ESPN and you're watching a, a highlight? And they said, for time constraints, we're going to move forward into the game because <laughs> they can just move it and they cut out part of the You know, God's, God's not constrained by time. His timing is always perfect. We have this idea of what temporary is. We have this idea of what God's timing should be. We have this idea of how he should answer our prayers. And he has different ideas. His ways are not our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You know why I'm, I'm glad his thoughts are higher than our thoughts? Because our thoughts just bounce off the ceiling sometimes and give us bad advice. They just do. Well, I think I'm going to do this. Boom, boom. <laughs> you know. God said, uh-uh, no. My thoughts, I know the beginning. I know the end from the beginning, Harold. So uh, don't try to get ahead of me. Trials, tribulations, difficulties, all these and more. They're all temporary in light of eternity. See, Paul's talking about seeing everything through spiritual eyes. He's not talking about seeing things through our physical eyes. 
And that's where we get all, we get, see, if, if you let happenings determine your life, then all the happenings that are bad, you're going to be sad. All the things that, because listen, things are going to happen in your life. And if you start changing the way you think, as Paul says, these are just light, these are light afflictions. These things are just temporary. I'm going to get, you're going to get me through this, God, and I'm going to trust you to get me through it. I love what Chip said when he said Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I, how many of you know that's, that verse has touched and helped a lot of people get through life? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Your own understanding gets you in trouble, doesn't it? But in all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your paths. That's what God wants us to do this morning. He wants to see things through his eyes so that we can move past the problem and allow God to begin to solve those problems in our lives. True happiness will only happen as we change the way we see every circumstance and trial in our lives. I want you to just close your eyes. I want you to, con I want you to consider what a circumstance is right now in your life that looks insurmountable, that looks impossible. Some of you it's health, some of you it's marital, some of you it's child, children, it's, it, or some of you it's finances. Some of you it's just, man, I'm not, I can't seem to even hear God anymore. All these things are kind of, God's going to show, Holy Spirit's going to show you what's that circumstance in your life. And I want you to take this stamp in your mind and just like a red stamp that says paid, I want you to have a stamp that says temporary and just stamp that and say, this too shall pass. In light of eternity, God, you're going to walk me through this, and I'm not going to walk through it. Somehow, I'm going to walk through it victoriously because you're the God of the victory. You're, you, you said we are more than conquerors. He didn't say we we're just conquerors, church. He said we are more than conquerors. Say, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus. To be more happy is to be more aware of God's presence, acknowledging God in every situation in your life. The last thing I'm going to share with you is that your happiness, the way you respond, is not just for you. It's for everybody around you. How you respond to situations and circumstances. Listen, parents, your kids are watching you. What are they hearing when you, when you can't pay a bill? What are they hearing coming out of your mouths? Listen, they learn so quickly from mom and dad. And then they begin to they, they pick up on that, and you can bring fear into your children. You can bring confusion into your children if they don't know that mom and dad have got it together enough to say that God's got this. God will get us through this. God will get us through this. And there's a quote by Oscar Wilde. I think it's, it's, it's pretty funny. He says, Some cause happiness wherever they go. Others whenever they go. Some cause happiness wherever they go. But some cause happiness just by going. <laughs> this is what my challenge to you is for 2022, is to cause happiness, people to migrate to you. And because of your happiness in Jesus, that they're going to see that happiness and it's going to touch their lives and bring them and pull them out of maybe some really bad stuff that they're going through. They need to see us conquerors. Now listen, I don't want to, I want to leave you, what well, pastor says we can never be sad. I'm not saying that. I'm not going to say you're going to go through some stuff and you're always, always going to be victorious and happy and go, happy go lucky, the old saying, because, hey, did you hear about my, I had a, had a own collision, I'm so happy. I'm not saying that. 
believe me, we're, we're not, I'm not going there. I know that we go through things. And the Bible talks about there's a time for everything. But I'm just saying in everyday circumstances, when you walk through them, let God go before you and turn those things that are, look like they're devastating into temporary distractions that you're an overcomer because of Christ in you. Amen. Would y'all stand this morning?